everyone, and welcome to Food Navigator Asia's monthly podcast, the FNA Food and Beverage Trailblazers. This is a series where we speak to and get to know more about groundbreaking food and beverage startups in the Asia-Pacific region, as well as the people behind them and their stories. I am Pearly, the editor of Food Navigator Asia, and as always, I am your host for this series. Here with me today is Lim Jin Yin, COO of Malaysian plant-based meat startup Future Foods. Future Foods is one of the first plant-based meat companies coming out of Malaysia. So far, it is very much focused on pork as its first product and will soon be launching its products in Singapore later this month. So Jin, welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thanks. Uh, thanks for inviting me to join you on this uh, series as well. No it's problem. a pleasure to be on board. Yeah. <laughs> No problem. Very nice to have you here. And well, let's just get right into it. And I'd just like to start off maybe me talking a bit more about Future Foods and your first product, which is pork. Now, why pork, especially when you are based in Malaysia, which is one of the strongest Muslim economies in the world? Well, uh, to begin off, uh, in our Asian cuisine, uh, pork is one of the most popular and uh, versatile meat staples mm. uh, used over here. So um, actually, when we created this product, we have our sites uh, on the Chinese market, uh, which is currently in the lead in terms of uh, mm. global pork consumption. So the, the whole concept of plant-based meat uh, may not be familiar to, to, to in China, but it's no secret that rearing of pigs has detrimental effects to the environment, such as greenhouse gases, as well as the population, such as swine flu. So the ultimate goal for Future Foods is to be able to provide solutions that can benefit people, animals, and the environment for people across Asia. That said, I also wanted to ask, like, you know, since you're focusing on pork, it's your first product, what is your take on whether or not plant-based pork is, you know, consumable by the Muslim community since it's not exactly pork? Well, uh, in all honesty, it's a very uh, interesting space, uh, mm -hmm. but it's also uncharted territory. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, but technically speaking, if you look at our product, uh, our product, our first product going out is actually called Future Means. Mm -hmm. uh, which resembles that of uh, uh, mince pork, right? So it, it is 100% plant-based and does not contain any actual uh, animal meat at all, uh, including pork for this matter. So if you break it down and, and look at the product ingredients, uh, consuming future mince is actually the equivalent of consuming a plant product that mm -hmm. closely resembles to that of meat. So I, I would say that actually future mince is safe to consume for almost everyone who, wants, mm -hmm. who actually eats plants on a daily basis, yeah. Uh, our brand name, Future Foods, actually, it has uh, gotten some uh, news, actually, in the Muslim market, right? Mm. So, some of, of course, the Muslim community, they, they read as well and, and actually they, they find out about us. Uh, and it was it's actually interesting to, to, to hear about their reaction, actually, to read about their reactions. It was a 50-50 kind of reaction, yeah. right? Some, some, are, some are actually quite uh, interested to try, mm -hmm. but some are more on the whole, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, not too, uh, it's still not in line with, with, with their beliefs, so mm -hmm. they would rather not try it and so on and so forth. So um, it's 50-50 it's at this point in time, but, uh, but, but bear in mind, actually when we design future means, it's ultimately for the Chinese market, mm -hmm. uh, and that's what, where we are targeting at, at this moment. Yep. Okay, okay. So yep. would that, you know, by any chance be the reason that you are starting off by launching in Singapore first, which is like, you know, it's very Chinese community and yeah. How are preparations for that coming along since we're on the subject? Yeah, uh, basically we chose Singapore because of strategic reasons mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Singapore being an international platform, it allows us to showcase our product to a wider group of 
of audience, be it uh, the Chinese, the Muslims, the mm. Indians, or, or even uh, Caucasians, right, or Europeans, Westerners. So we, we thought that Singapore would be a very good place for the brand to come out. Uh, and yeah, so that's why we chose Singapore as our very first uh, launching platform. In terms of preparation, uh, it has been coming along quite smoothly, actually, uh, other than some slight disruptions to the logistic front. Uh, but that's a given uh, considering the current situation and lockdowns because of the virus. Mm, yeah. yep. So we are still uh, planning ahead uh, to release our future means through several local restaurant partners that have also teamed up with their respective celebrity chefs heading these restaurants to come up with special menus with our future means incorporated. So all their dishes have been captured in a video series titled Meet the Future. Mm. So yeah, the first episode of the series will actually be premiering next week on 8th of April. So, yeah, it we'll, would we'll be good if you guys and the followers uh, and your listeners can actually follow us on Future Foods on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Just to check, so you say meet the future, I'm guessing this is M-E-A-T, the future, yes. right? Yeah, <laughs> M-E-A-T, meet the future. I reckon that you're going down the B2B route first, right? So you're going to do yep. this through food service and all that. So retail will come later. Yes, retail will be coming a little bit later. We are looking at probably... Uh, uh, three to four months down the road. In view of, you know, COVID-19, the coronavirus they hitting everywhere right now, so what are the major challenges that you are seeing, you know, especially with the lockdown in Malaysia and everywhere in the region? Yeah, even with the virus around, um, we foresee some logistic issues mm-hmm. uh, and definitely reduce in uh, manpower because uh, of restricted movement and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are doing all that we can to actually to ensure that we still have a, a stable supply of food uh, giving to the to the rest of the people. Okay, now we switch focus slightly. So because you know our podcast looks very much at the entrepreneurs behind the startups in addition to the startups themselves. So switching focus to you actually. So I okay. understand that you personally follow a plant-based diet as well as your family. So would you consider this as your main inspiration for you know starting Future Foods together with your partner? Yeah, uh, I have been on the plant-based diet for uh, close to nine years already now. Ooh. Yeah, uh, and uh, it, I started it alongside with my siblings. In fact, mm. uh, yeah, so the three of us decided to to go on a plant-based diet together, mm-hmm. uh, and we have been practicing it for nine years now. So yeah, uh, definitely, it has been one of the main reason uh, why I decided to start Future Foods together with uh, Jack Yap, mm-hmm. who is also the co-founder of Future Foods, co-founder mm-hmm. and CEO of Future Foods. So, yeah, it's something that we believe strongly, uh, okay. that having plant-based diet is uh, good for the environment, good for the envi- uh, animals, as well as good for yourself. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and we think that by creating uh, delicious plant-based food, uh, we hope that we can uh, encourage uh, the, the rest uh, of the of the people to also also be part of this plant-based uh, movement. Yep. So I'm I, I'm sure you hear this a lot, but was it very difficult, you know, making the change and first since like you know it wasn't you weren't you didn't grow up in that in a sense with the whole plant-based culture, plant-based diet. Was it very difficult to make the switch? Well to be honest, I think somehow it wasn't too difficult for me. I'm not too sure why as well. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but, but when I decided to make the switch, uh, uh, it was mainly because of animal welfare. Mm. So uh, every time uh, I, I think about the animals, then uh, that, that kind of like stops me from eating meat. And 
uh, yeah, but but I I won't deny the fact that sometimes I do have cravings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 yeah, when you think back about the animals and when you, when you mm. think from that perspective, then it kind of like oh okay yeah I, I I still can I still can be healthy and 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 alive eating vegetables so why not? Meant to be, meant to be. Okay, <laughs> so all right. So moving on, I also recall you know that you are from a mechanical engineering background and you used to do systems design for buildings previously. Okay, wow. Um, all right. So this change into the food industry must be a pretty significant one. So can you share with me how this change as well has been so far? Honestly speaking, the journey has not been an easy and smooth sailing mm. one, to be honest. Uh, the learning curve was actually very, very steep. Mm. Uh, and, and, and all the more so when you are a startup, uh, mm. the teams can be actually quite lean. Uh, and you pretty much have to juggle uh, managing yeah. everything on your own, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it was it was tough, uh, but nonetheless, uh, I I've enjoyed it. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though there were tough times, I think I've pretty much enjoyed it. Um, simply because uh, I get to understand to 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 dive deep into understanding uh, how the food that we consume on a daily basis is actually made is actually quite interesting. Mm. Uh, and 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 on top of that, I've also been very fortunate to actually meet. Uh, quite a lot of great mentors in this industry uh, mm-hmm. along the way, which have actually helped me to build and uh, equip me with the necessary skills uh, and knowledge to actually grow future foods. Overall, I must say that food technology terms and ingredients can be a lot, but this, um, yeah, it has been something that's been driving me. So, and as the saying goes, if you love what you do, you will never work a day <laughs> in your life. Right? <laughs> Would it be possible for you to highlight some of like the major differences, you know, in terms of what you did before and what you're doing now? I think previously I was dealing with a lot of machineries, uh, hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was dealing with things that will actually kind of like affect your environment. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm dealing with things that actually goes into your body. Very so succinctly that, put. Very succinctly put. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so definitely that's a very uh, important factor because now uh, food safety is, I would like to emphasize that it's very important, mm-hmm. it's very critical. Uh, and it's something that we place a lot of emphasis on because uh, we are, we being a startup, we also want to be a responsible uh, uh, company that actually deliver not only tasty product, but also good quality and safe products as well. Mm-hmm. In terms of this, you know, your background and what you're doing now, so like, would you say that your science and engineering background has afforded you any sort of adv- advantage in terms of running a company based on food science and technology? Yeah, uh, I think with my background in science and engineering, I would say that um, some of the skills I pick up over there would be my uh, problem-solving skills as well as uh, people management skills. It actually trained me to be more analytical in uh, solving problems. So, uh, yeah, when, 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 when you're part of a startup, then there's a lot of problems every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, un- unforeseen problems. So, mm. yeah, it, it, it kind of gives me some uh, skill set to actually uh, cultivate the trust within my own team and work mm-hmm. work working to resolve the issues together in an analytical manner. So um, leading on from that, you know, what are some of the personal and professional challenges that you have seen so far, you know, since getting into this business? As a professional, as for professional challenges, um, I would say that uh, it was when we first kick-started kick this venture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was way back around uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. So at the time, uh, plant-based, uh, plant-based, the, the the whole concept about plant-based was still not as strong as as, as now uh, mm-hmm. as compared to 
generally there was still a lack of understanding mm-hmm. uh, and it was something very new and foreign to the market. So at that point in time, uh, getting investors on board was actually um, not that easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but along the way, as 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 Beyond Meat and Impossible came out, I think people start to to mm. to be more aware of the of the market and the potential for plant based. Mm. Yeah, and uh, another challenge that we actually faced was actually uh, sourcing for suitable talents mm. uh, to help yep. build the technology behind our product. We 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 tried hiring local food scientists at first, uh, but uh, there was still a gap uh, mm-hmm. during that period of time. Uh, and luckily, through uh, throughout this journey, we met with quite a few good mentors, and and one of them was actually our uh, chief science and technology officer. He's actually a sixty-five years old guy mm. with more than forty years of experience in wow. in the food industry. So yeah, he he was on board. He came on board uh, to to help us out, uh, mm. and yeah, and and now he's he's taking charge of helping us to develop the product. For personal challenge, uh, I would say that perhaps it was changing the mindset from an employee to an employer. Mm. <laughs> Of course, of course. Yeah, big yeah, it, it's, it's a big difference to be honest. Uh, uh, um, being an uh, being an employer, you you have to to really uh, oversee a lot of things. Uh, you have to manage uh, your team, uh, but of course, uh, having the right team really, 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 really puts off a lot of uh, lifts off a lot of burden actually, mm. right? Because with the right team, we can get things going a lot faster. Besides the type of meat that you as in future foods and big companies plant-based companies such as impossible foods and beyond meat um, produce you know you guys produce meat uh, pork they produce beef what are the major differences that you see between yourselves and these companies well i would say that we also put a lot on of emphasis on the health aspect of the product Mm-hmm. So from day one, when we when we design our future means uh, or even for uh, our future products, uh, we actually pay very close attention to the nutrition nutri- nutritional facts. Mm-hmm. So, um, so because we want to create food that that not only is uh, great for taste buds mm-hmm. but also that is healthier for you as well. So, from day one, we have always been uh, putting a lot of emphasis to make sure that our products has um, uh, just sufficient uh, amount of fat and sodium. That is still low, mm-hmm. but yet, um, but yet at the same time balancing the taste and texture of the of the product. With all of these dif- um, different challenges going on, all the changes you had to make, you know, what are your inspirations? What has kept and keeps you going? Well, the thinking that what we are doing at Future Food is eventually going to benefit more than just people, but also contribute to building a sustainable ecosystem by saving animals as well as the environment. Yeah, I think this is what has been keeping me going uh, so far. Is there anything that you know you wish at the beginning when you had started out that you had known beforehand? You know anything you might have changed or done differently? To be honest, I think I appreciate uh, the journey that I've walked so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but rather than saying that something that I would like to change, um, I wish that I had the ability to read people's mind. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would really make things a lot easier. To be honest, mm, of course. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I mean, when 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 going into business dealings. Uh, it's all about understanding what people or investors or stakeholders or supplier wants, need mm-hmm. and want, and only then will you be able to provide a, a solution to address the issue, right? Yep. So, but a lot of times people tend to like to only speak what is nice to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, being having the ability to read uh, the truth, uh, what's what's on what's on their mind, uh, I think that will really help to make the journey a little bit faster. I would say. <laughs> That is what a lot of people will be hoping and wishing for, I would say, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
where do you see yourself and the company in the next 12 months and five years down the line? Yeah, uh, I definitely see myself uh, continue to work with uh, my co-founder Jack mm -hmm. uh, to grow and scale Future Foods, right? Uh, and our hope is eventually to penetrate into markets across Asia, mm -hmm. uh, especially the China market. Uh, but we understand that the market will still, re will still require a lot of education mm -hmm. uh, to not only accept the idea of plant-based meat, but also to understand the reasoning behind it, why, it is, why, why this is one of the best solutions to actually tackle uh, global emissions as well as diseases that come from the animal agriculture. Why the China market in particular? Is it because of demand? Is it because of the cuisine that they are used to? Yeah, the cuisine that, that they are used to, I think pork, uh, just some facts. The average pork consumption in China mm -hmm. uh, per capita is actually 40 kilograms on a yearly basis. Mm. Yeah, so if you, you, you multiply 40 kilograms by 1.3 billion people, that's the <laughs> amount of pork that they're eating on a yearly basis. So yeah. that's actually a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and with that in mind, uh, with, uh, with what's going on with the industry and, and, and especially with the recent uh, African swine flu that has, brought, uh, that has affected the the, the pork industry, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's why we decided to, to come up with this idea of uh, uh, the plant-based pork uh, helping to, to fill in this current lack of supply. Do you have any advice for those out there who are trying to set up a company or go in the same direction that you and Jack have? It will not be easy, but stay hungry and always keep your eyes on the, on the price, the end goal. Uh, at times, you may feel like you have never reached you will never reach the light at the end of the tunnel, but as business owners, we must always think of the bigger picture. It's exactly like building a puzzle. If you keep at it with a firm vision, you'll eventually have a complete picture in the end. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jin. It was very nice speaking with you. Yeah, it was nice talking to you as well. All right, so um, thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. Thank you, Jin, and I wish all of you a great day ahead. For Food Navigator yeah. Asia, this is Curly signing out. <laughs>